This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is with 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey there, Shortwave producer Thomas Liu here. Last week, NPR climate reporter Lauren Sommer talked to us about the effects of heat on the human body and how officials are looking for more accurate ways to explain how heat and humidity can combine to be really dangerous. A few years ago, I reported an episode about how many weather experts say that a key measure of humidity in the air is the dew point. I spoke with our former host, Maddie Sophia, about that. And later this week, we'll bring you an episode in conjunction with our LifeKit colleagues all about hydration. All right, folks, stay cool. And here's my chat with Maddie about relative humidity and why some experts are telling us to skip those percentages and pay more attention to dew point temperature for a better sense of how swampy it is outside. This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit TeladocHealth.com slash What's Your Why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health slash What's Your Why. Okay, Thomas Liu, summer hater. Here's a scenario. I wake up in the morning. I'm preparing to go on an afternoon bike ride on my hog around the city. Check my weather app for the forecast. It's hot, you know, say about 85, but manageable. And the humidity is like 57%, let's say. Does that mean I'm still going to have like a nice bike ride or? Well, maybe, sort of. It's a little hard to tell with just humidity. Okay, but humidity is telling us how much water is in the air, right? Right, right, right. So, yes, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. To understand this, we need to consider a couple of things. Water in the air, temperature, and how these two interact with one another. Okay. So, I called up someone I thought might have some answers. Hi, I'm Greg Jenkins. I'm a professor in the Department of Meteorology and Atmospheric Sciences at Penn State University. And Greg explained relative humidity like this. Relative humidity is this ratio or percentage of water vapor over a term that is related to water vapor in a saturated state. Okay, okay. So I'm going to oversimplify here. But relative humidity is the moisture content in the air compared to the maximum moisture content that could be in the air. Totes. That's why it's called relative humidity. It's not an absolute measure of moisture. Greg says a key factor in relative humidity is air temperature. You know, the number we usually look at when describing if it's going to be hot or cold out. Right, right. Warmer air can contain more moisture, while cooler air can contain less moisture. So over the course of a day... If you just had the amount of water vapor in the atmosphere fixed and you let the temperature run its normal course, the relative humidity would go up and down just based on temperature. Okay, so you can have the same amount of moisture all day, but the relative humidity will change as the day gets hotter or colder. Yep, indeed. So here's another way to think about it. Picture two drinking glasses, a pint glass and a juice glass. Okay. Since we know the warm air can hold more moisture, 
we'll use the larger pint glass to represent air that's 90 degrees Fahrenheit and the smaller juice glass to represent air that's 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Got it. If you fill each glass with water about halfway, you'll have two different amounts of water in each glass. Oh, but you can still describe both glasses as having 50% relative humidity because they're both half full, even though one has much more water. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. But I'm guessing that the 90-degree day, or the bigger glass, will probably feel a lot muggier? You'd probably be right, Maddie. But just seeing that percentage alone, you'll need to know a little more to help you decide how to dress for maximum comfort. Here, this is what Greg says. There are other terms that can be used to get an absolute sense of moisture in the atmosphere at any given time. Like dew point temperature which can be a little more helpful, if not a little more accurate, to gauge how much moisture is actually in the air at any given time. Yeah, dew point is the temperature at which any parcel of air would become saturated. So at this point, the amount of water vapor is at its max. You're really on this edge where physical droplets of water kind of start to form. Oh, the dew in dew point. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The dew in dew point. I'm getting it. Basically, what's happening is that air has cooled to a point, the dew point, where it can no longer hold water in its gas form. The water molecules are slowing down and forced out of the air, condensing around things like dust to form clouds. Or your car window will have dew all over it, or the grass will have dew sitting on top of it. Condensation. Condensation it is. (laughs) Okay, Thomas. So dew point sounds, I don't know, more fun and a little bit more accurate. I'll say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, Maddie. So, you know, to get you a little more jazzed up, (laughs) you know, like I am right now, you can totally find the dew point in the same place you're looking at your daily forecasts on your phone or on your weather app. So it's not something that we really need to calculate Um, In fact, it's reported um, from all of our observations at most of the weather stations around the country. The dew point is more of a concrete number. So let's go back to our drinking glass metaphor. Both days had a relative humidity of 50%. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really tell you much, right? Right. But when we look at dew point for the 90 degree day, the dew point was at 69 degrees. For the 75 degree day, the dew point was 51 Yeah, that's easier to compare. I mean, that feels like a lot more helpful. Right, exactly. And that's the dew point of it all. Okay. Here's a a scale you can use based on the dew point to help you gauge how comfortable you're feeling. Anything 55 and below is often described as dry or comfortable. Between 55 and 65, you'll start hearing words like sticky or damp. (laughs) Dew points at 65 or above, people will start describing feeling like they're walking through a swamp. When the dew point temperature starts to rise, it's telling us that the moisture in the environment is increasing. There's no doubt about that. And the closer and the higher it gets to the actual temperature, the worse it's going to be in terms of how the body feels. Okay, Tilu. So we've chatted about relative humidity, the air temperature, and why dew point is a more absolute gauge of water in the atmosphere. But like, when it comes to how I feel, like... Why exactly does it matter? Like, talk to me about some biology. Yeah, in high heat, like the days of summer, our bodies are constantly trying to keep cool. Oh, yeah, through sweat. It's been a real sweaty summer out here, Thomas. 
Oh, it's been gross, Maddie. I have been <laughs> drenched all summer. But you see, sweat is one way our body cools itself off. And on hot, humid days, the air is already pretty saturated with water, mm. which unfortunately means sweat evaporates more slowly. So this leaves our skin feeling damp and sticky and, you know, it collects on our skin and right. keeps our body warmer. And moist and gross. You know what? Yep, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Truly. But on a more serious note, Maddie, Greg told me it actually ties into climate change. So as the temperature rises, we can estimate what the heat stress is on the body just by looking at temperature and dew point on the heat index and on the human body. And that heat index he's referencing, it's a chart put out by the National Weather Service. We'll link to it in our episode notes. The chart takes into account temperature and moisture in the air to indicate how hot the weather feels to our body. In general, when the heat index goes above 90 degrees, you start to see health impacts, okay? When the heat index goes beyond 105, the risk of heat exhaustion and cramping and sunstroke those go up mm. and people start to show up in emergency rooms. If you go to a heat index beyond 130 degrees, you are likely going to see large numbers of fatalities. It's a little daunting to, to you know, yeah. think about how much heat can affect our bodies. Right. So on a day-to-day -day level, air temperatures, dew point, and relative humidity might help us decide what to wear or if we should go on a run or how much lotion to put on our bodies. But from a big picture level, it also helps us measure and predict the impact of heat, which is super important as the climate heats up. Okay, Thomas Liu, I had no idea about dew point. I am a convert. I appreciate you. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode was reported and produced by Thomas Liu, edited by Giselle Grayson, and fact-checked by Indy Kara. The audio engineer for this episode was Kwesi Lee. I'm Maddie Safaya. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from EarthX. This April, the EarthX 2024 Congress of Conferences is the sustainability summit you won't want to miss. Five days of conferences covering the built environment, the natural environment, e-capital, oceans, and conservation. EarthX brings together business executives, nonprofits, and educators to engage in powerful conversations about energy, tech, media, and beyond for one important mission, protecting the planet. Please join them and register at earthx.org. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.